0: Morning, March 24th, 2022. Uh, I'm your host, Richard Britton, and co host, Royce Britton. And welcome to Back Edit Ministries. I know it's been some time, but I uh, tend to only move when uh, I feel compelled to and have the option to get on. So if there's the gapage, you notice it um, uh, it's due to those um, situations where I only get on here at the time that I feel compelled or moved to by the spirit and it's just sharing but I know God uses uh, my vessel uh, at particular times in certain ways so I'm just trying to uh, be obedient so Anyway, is at the top of the morning. It's about uh, 8 o'clock to be exact. And let's start our devotion. It's coming from a 365-day devotional. And the day, again, is March 24th. It happens to be 2022. The top of our subject today will be, This is a time in your life. When you must learn to let go. (laughs) Learn to let go. Letting go could be a difficult task at some point in life. Because we get used to or we're maybe afraid to move forward. Or sometimes we just... Um, are not, um, we, we don't know what to do or notice that it's time to move on, and that's where our Heavenly Father kicks in and tells us if we're in one spot too long, He kicks in, He tells us that we are growing or need to grow and we need to move on we've been in that spot for too long it's become a stalemate and we're gonna dwindle or we're going to dwarf if we're to stay in one one place so let us get it going it says this is a time in your life when you must learn to let go let go of what let go, you got a list here this he says to let go of loved ones <laughs> how difficult that could be I mean and an oxymoron as well in our physical mind but in our spiritual sense and understanding and comprehending what the spirit is telling us there um, we have to make a decision or we have not noticed that it's time or we have not been listening or conscious or aware of the promptings of the Holy Spirit to keep it moving sometimes we get stuck or hung up snagged on certain situations in our life I'll say in particular uh, <laughs> this business that I'm involved in I, I I have to move forward and have to get rid of old and bring in the new and make the changes and not only for it, for myself so back to this, that has nothing to do with loved ones but it's a good analogy so God says you must it come a time, right, in your life when you must learn, learn all that you get, get an understanding. Learn to let go of loved ones. No, don't just cut people off because we do things in an ungodly way. Uh We just like, uh, we, we didn't prune it, we snapped it. And it's pieces, it's torn, it's hurt, it's all kind of things, but we learn how to yeah, I see like a haircut is tapered the hair into a ball until it's gone it, the hair is tapered down um, well, another it's, it's a way of saying things is wing your way wing off like a baby being winged off the milk um, to grow up good analogy there that's a good word um, God says learn learn to let go of loved ones. That's hard. But God commands it. Let go. Learn to let go of. Listen to this. Here's the second one. These first two is for me. Learn to let go of possessions. Now I'm not a possessive guy. But when I put my focus I thing, I could get snagged or stagnated or hung up there whatever the reason and purpose my concentration is there <laughs> and that concentration that focus uh, on those levels only belong to God that is glory to God when you can give that form or type of attention focus and concentration it only belongs to him but we're putting it in loved ones and we're putting it in to possessions what I'm saying is there should be a balance there only should be so much that goes out our attention that goes out to things so that God can easily pull us away from it like when Jesus, he loved the disciples, he loved those around him, but he was easily pulled away to go pray to the Father. Are you like that? Are you easily able to be pulled away or winged or tapered off to go and spend a long time with the Father to get in his presence see that's just the first two God wants us also to learn to let go of control I would say this one out of all of them is most of our challenges our biggest challenge control we were made to do things Not on a larger span as God, but within means, within the level that he created us to control things. In the beginning, he gave us authority to even call the names of things, to name the animals. He put us in charge of things and made us stewards. But that word is what helps us to be balanced stewards even your children you're responsible you have the authority over them to oversee them like a king in fact you are king or queen but you're just a steward you are a steward of control that God has allowed you a portion of it gets hairy because we, like, you gave me this position even at a job. There's criteria. There's a direction. There's expectations and a list to keep. The agreement is that you would keep the, the the expectations because the expectations upholds the very reason that the position exists what am I saying God has given you loved ones God has given you possessions God has given you control now what you do with it Is what matters. What we do with these things God has given us in this area matters and is essential and to the point where it's vital that you still be instructed and you keep the order or the expectation in which it was given to you. This is where we all fall short out of this part we always blame it. what someone else is doing as if uh, someone else is in our lane who can you argue with while you're in your car and someone cuts you off who, who can you go and tell unless you have an accident and you have to go to court or call insurance but while you're in your car. And they didn't hit you. But they got in your lane. and got out of it. You can yell. To the top of the ceiling in that car. And roll the windows down. You can throw on my finger. Whatever you do. <laughs> you're still the one. Who has been called. To be in control to take stewardship in which you were called to be in control of the position as a driver so here it is we have these treasures in these earthen vessels we're responsible for these treasures in this earthen vessel it's not to be used for anything else how would you see Jesus tapered off and was pulled away easily because it wasn't his will to be done it was though it was but it was first the father's will this is what the father wanted his meat in John, uh, the book of John it speaks about it. His meat is to do the will of the Father. He was wondering, wondering, 'Cause they know he's been preaching one day and, and everybody's thinking it's time to go get some meat. You know how it is. You've been laboring or whatever. It's time to get some chicken. Turkey. <laughs> it's time to get some fish. Whatever they ate in those times. It's time to will get it. The bread. I don't know. Jesus told them that it's me my biggest thing is that the will of the father would be done what a steward what an example what a model over control what a model over possessions what a model because the possession at that time was the body but he's giving it over to the father his very meat to put in his body was to do the will of the father that his feet, his hands was doing the will of the Father. His mouth, his heart, his mind was given over to the will of the Father. His stewardship. His control. That he has been uh, sitting in. He came down here full of glory. He had power. <laughs> what you do when you are in power matters. Matters. As we've seen through the days of many kings and those who are in leadership, women as well. Whether they did well or whether they usurped their authority within God's power that he's given them or control that he's given them to steward. He hasn't given you all power because he is all power are in control of all power. All power belongs to the Lord. He know you can't handle everything so he gives you a portion. What we do with the portion is to part. So God comes today and I I really went to milk that because we uh, hear things like a cliché even verses, Lord of my Shepherd show, I shall not want. You know, wait, 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 hold on, slow down, think about what He's saying here today. He said, "This is a time." Then look around your world, look around in your house, look around where you're responsible. This is a time in your life when you must learn to let go loved ones sometimes we love them or our families more than we love God or the purpose of God and we begin to fall back yes even because of loved ones it can be our children loving them too much I mean, it goes into something else beyond love now we're not loving though we think we are Because if it crosses God's command or purpose, or even being in their life or them in ours, we can fall in violation and begin to usurp our authority because what we're doing is not what God wants. It's what we want to do because of how we feel. But we have to learn to stick to the contract stick to the confines and stick to the expectations of God and by the help of the Holy Spirit prompting us to do it so we gotta learn to let go of loved ones and these possessions it's a big deal to us sometimes to have family it's a big deal to have the possession that God is having, especially when you come from nothing, mean like you, you haven't had a whole lot in your life, but God has uh, given you a path of blessings, a trail of blessings, a journey of blessings. <sighs> Sometimes it can get to you if you don't keep the balance in which it came, and when, in which you, you are responsible for in it having it. And you're responsible for the control in your life you're a mom, you're a dad you're the boss over you're the CEO, you're the vice president you know the what all of this must be shaped before it even takes off isn't a blessing that God sees the imbalances before the structure even goes up that is a hallelujah that you stopped, and seeing that the foundations needs some uh, addressing, needs attention. You gotta take time in your life, and you must learn to let go. Learn when to let go, loved ones, possessions. And control because anything above God is idolatry, it's an idol. You're worshiping that thing, you know. You can worship your children by doing too much. Because if it goes anywhere contrary to what God's plans is when it comes to raising children, it can go into idolatry, it can go into you usurping your authority at that point whether knowingly or not knowingly. As with transgressions, Lord, forgive me of my sins that I know and forgive me of the transgressions that I don't know that I'm even making. That means that I'm not knowledgeable about what I'm doing or aware that I'm committing. There's sins that we commit that we don't even know we're committing or aware or conscious that we're even doing. That's how simple our flesh is. And that's why it's so important That you're being able to, you're able to be pulled away to spend time with God when He counsels you, He resets you, He revives you, and starts you again like you should be. (laughs) So you can continue to be like you need to be to handle these things. You can't be half empty handling all this responsibility. You need to be full. And full as you can. You can be running over. Maybe you can run over and help someone else. Because this is the way. And you accept and acknowledge God's way by giving in to His Holy Spirit as He nudges you, prompts you. To let go of loved ones. To let go of possessions. To let go of this hard one which is called control. That's when you know you're humble right there. Control how I want it, how I want to see it, how I want it to be and turn out, that ain't up to you, all you are is a servant and a steward, you are a servant with a position to steward over what belongs to God, no different than the days of Joseph, he was the steward, he wasn't the owner of those things. But the benefit is that he get the glory with the one who owned it, <laughs> it versus somewhere living in a tent on the street. somewhere he was, he lived in a palace with the one who owned the palace, who owned everything. And if your mind is in the right place, he help you. He'll let you be a part of his decision making. You get to be up there. But you have to have the mind of Christ. The mind of God. You have to be where you're supposed to be. Where he put you. Now he can let you be part of the decisions. And things that are being carried out. You're not wayward in your position. You're not strong-willed against the will of God. We need to be strong-willed against our own will and let God's will be the will that we carry out. We haven't even got past the first line. And if we don't, that's fine. As long as we can hear God. It must be very thoroughly vital that God gets this to our heart. So he says, in order to let go Of something that is precious to you, you know that those children are precious to you. Your loved ones, your mom, your brothers, your cousins, your family. You gotta move that over for him. Listen, you need to rest rest in my presence. You you get in God's presence to obey him. You don't try to obey God in flesh because the flesh cannot obey God even if it wanted to, says the Bible. Just Google it. I can't find out where it's at (laughs) right now. Google it. It'll come up. The flesh cannot please God even if it wanted to. So if you want to obey God, you have to get in God's presence and carry out what he's calling you to do. See, it's an individual thing, but it's the same thing for all that is within the kingdom of God. And those who are not, but they will not because they are what? In flesh. So what is our excuse for not obeying God? Those who are, is in the kingdom of God. We got no business being in the kingdom not obeying God. If you're in there and you're not carrying out what God has you to do you are somewhere within carrying out your own plans and that's called usurping. That was in the beginning. Eve, you served her authority when she told Adam to eat when she knew he told her they shouldn't even be eating that tree. Whatever it was. Whatever kind of fruit. God said, don't. She said, do. Do it anyway. That's you serving your authority. God gives us the answers. It's our job in stewardship Carry out what he recommends, what he has commanded, demanded, because God knows best. I mean, we serve a good God. We go listen to friends or somebody calling on the phone or some infomercial on TV or someone talking. And we have no clue who they are, where they come from, background, all of a sudden, they're talking so well. But we know God had already told us what to do. We're just struggling with our will. Eve should have did what God told her to do. By the instruction that... Adam told her that he told him not to eat that tree. Should have. Since we've seen it done, we have the Bible that we will make the corrections on our sheet of paper. (laughs) We got to make our own corrections now that we know the answers. We got no excuse is what I'm saying. So You need to rest in my presence where you are complete. When we are in God's presence, we are complete. When you see the instructions, when you're in God's presence, you are complete. So you should give a complete obedience. Because complete obedience will do what? Show obedience, learn obedience, and show God that you love Him. You want an opportunity, ain't nothing. What do you give a person that has everything? Show them that you love them. Now, for us, it might be a love tank. I love gifts. I love hugs. I love um, affirmation, praise, or whatever. You want to know what God loves? He loves obedience. He loves obedience out of spending time in his presence where you are full and complete of him. The air you breathe is his air. The thoughts you're thinking is his thoughts. And when you make a choice to do what God will have you to do, the expected thing, it shows him love see you do it. That's love. That's love. That feels his tank. You can show him. And when you feel God's tank, the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our what? Strength. You have strength for the journey. Or strength for the battle. Or just strength to stand strong strength just to get through life with a delight instead of a burden resting upon you. Most of our weight is ourselves. Lay aside the weight that so easily beset us. It's ourselves. Lay aside yourself the flesh that cannot please God even if it wanted to. Stay in his presence. Get full of God's presence and out of that obey God. From that well from that atmosphere from that realm do what God says there it'll bless God there not in the flesh we better get going and it says take time to bask in the light of my love in the light When you're there and you've been obedient to God you've been carrying out the ways of God the expectation of God. Now when God gets happy or joyful you receive his strength. But do you also know your obedience calls God's favor to rest upon your life. Some of the stuff we struggle with and going through Doesn't have to exist in our life at those times. Or if it is there. There's a peace. That God is. That causes. Listen. There's a peace that surpasses. All understanding. As horrible as it can be. As heavy as it can be. Unto you. Or someone else. Within earshot. Knowing of it. As it can just. Bad news on the television. Can ruin your day. As it can just be God gives you a peace that surpasses all understanding. And that also comes from staying in His presence. Being in His presence until you are full of Him. That means you're consumed by the Holy Spirit. The consuming fire of God. The glory of God. The Shekinah glory of God. That means you have been Golfed by him, by being in his presence. That happens when you stick in there with him. You hang in there. You take the time out. You consistently spend this time until you are full. Now operate in the spirit. Now go and do what thus says the Lord, and be blessed. And be blessed. That light will carry out as a delight. And you'll feel the love of God on you. You know, I am loved by the Father. Just the fact of that, it gives a comfort, it gives a security. You feel the fortress around you, the fence around you, the protection. You feel your shelter that you're in as you in the 91 Psalms, a secret place that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow the safety, the shadow of the almighty this light he's talking about here which is love of God just looking over you while you're sleeping, while you're awake just there present with you it's a beautiful thing as you relax more and more your grasping hand gradually, I mean gradually opens up, releasing your prized possession into my care. Your life, your everything. Take it. It's nothing I would hold for. Take it. The loved ones, if that's what it is. If it's the possessions to control or take it whatever it is God whatever it is you can feel secure even in the midst of cataclysmic changes the changes are that you're giving up these possessions you're giving up the control You're giving up the loved ones. That can be cataclysmic changes. That might be hard, but it gives off an aroma. A sacrificial sacrifice because that's something hard to give away. But I give it to you. I withhold nothing. I'm withholding nothing. You can't outgive God, so He's going to, um, He's gonna wear you out with blessings. It may come in the form of a hurricane or an earthquake of blessings. I don't know how He's gonna do it, but you can overwhelm God with your response to the point where He embraces you closer to Him, which is the blessing. And these things he withhold nothing. He's given everything. He's given his son. The Bible speaks how he's given Christ. What else will he withhold from you? There's nothing. So the giving up is necessary of whatever he's asking from us or looking at. That we would give it in response. That you will withhold nothing. And isn't it something how God doesn't ask you to do nothing that he wouldn't do himself? Give your life and he gave his life. Give your loved ones and he gave up his loved ones for the sake of the will of his father. How the father gave up his son for the sake of the love he had for you. What is man that you would carry out such tasks or or instructions for him. We just made of dust and dirt. We don't feel that significant. We try to make ourselves this and that. We paint. We buff ourselves up. We put on clothes. Fig leaves or whatever you want to call it. We're still saying dust from the earth or the spirit in it. We don't think much of that. But since God made it, it is an awesome Is an awesome thing. So he says, You can feel secure even in the midst of cataclysmic changes through awareness Mm -hmm. of my continual presence. He continues to come, continues to form or shape this presence for you as you draw to him. As you open yourself up to Him. As you release things that are in His place. Sometimes we love our loved ones too much because we love them more than God. He has to sit and wait after you finish doing all that. He has to sit and wait after you pursue all these possessions. You have to sit and wait after you pursue all the control you want for the wrong reasons because you don't need all that control if God is in control in your life you trust him with the control what happens what doesn't happen who do what it doesn't matter me having the control when I do have it I just need to be a steward of what God wants to happen with the control I don't need to be a guru of control a guru of possessions. A guru of, of, of my family. You give me two people. I take it. You give me uh, the kid. I love them to the level that you allow me to. And not overdo anything because it'll ruin them. It's called spoiled children. We, we pull it back in And give it some balance. So no one gets injured by taking the glory of God that belongs to God that attention that overlapped attention belongs to God that overlapped uh, pursuit for a thing belongs to God the possessions the the over controlling (laughs) that one (laughs) over controlling just enough, and the rest belongs to God. When you go past the line, you enter this thing called collateral damage. Not collateral damage, usurping, usurping your, the position of God. You're doing over the amount that you were asked to do, and now you're out of the confines of the plans and purpose of God. And I did say a word collateral damage. I mean, I can go inside there because if it's not stopped, it goes into collateral damage. I mean, your children will get it. Your family will get it. uh, Those on your workplace will get it. Whatever you have in you, wherever you are, you are giving that out. So no wonder you tell us to stay in the presence of God and be full and complete because that is what you will give. Out in these three areas how vital now you see that it is what if you're full of the wrong thing and you're passing it it's like the virus if it is it's passable that's collateral damage wherever it started and wherever it came from It was spreadable. And it was not good. It was harmful. Think of it that way. That's collateral damage. So in order to stop the collateral damage. And the over expenditures. When it comes to possessions. When it comes to control. When it comes to loving loved ones. Or loving someone more than God there is a problem and the Holy Spirit nudges us because it grieves the Holy Spirit for us to be off course we're supposed to be one we're in a marriage with God we're not walking together okay he doesn't stop loving us stop loving you he's just calling you come back together in my presence with me One who never changes, God says. I am the same yesterday. You see, we're just talking about collateral damage. But look what I'm giving out. I was like this yesterday. This was the plan today. <laughs> and this going to be the plan forever. Because God's not promoting collateral damage. He's promoting life life abundant, abundant life and eternal life. So as you release more and more things into my care your family mm-hmm, your possessions, your pursuits of your possessions your money, you haven't even talked about that. Whatever is your hang up, you know what it is. Whatever's hard to get out of your hand. Whatever's hard to get you to turn from. That's a good word. Whatever is hard to manage you controlling so much. whatever is hard to balance control things you're over or even in your own life wherever God says as you release more and more things into my care Remember that I never I never I never I never let go of your hand Man as love no bad, no matter how bad how off how wrong foolish you be or get I'll never let go of you That ought to make you want to do it. In spite of me. He still will love me. Won't let me go. That's a lot of love. No wonder he gave. His son for me. Knowing what I. Need and my needs. And what I will forever need. All in one. One stop shop. No wonder. No wonder. But he said I would never we need to know that because that gives a comfort because a lot of those things um, the loved ones they have to move on they have to go and live their life or move on out of this life life happens the possessions he said the, the job's Businesses they go away, they go down to do something. God said, I won't leave you. When that business is doing well, I'll be there. And when it's not doing so well, I'll be there. When those loved ones love you, I'll be there. And when they don't love you so well, I'll be there. And that control, when you got control, I'll love you. And when you don't have control, I love you. And when you out of control, I love you. And when you're in control, I love you. I will never let go of your hand. What a good father. What a good father. That's good to know. That's good stuff. That's chewable in the spirit. And that does something. That moves something. That that settles something. That calms. Out. I hear the, the sighing after all. Like walking away uh, uh, on the water with Jesus, like Peter did when the storm ceased or was ceased. Herein lies your security. Which no one in no circumstance can take from you. Amen. Be blessed.